Welcome to the Hypercell Kentucky Football Carpool Show. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. All right, we're back. We've been gone for about two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that. Like, like that kind of. <laughs> I came out of the gate hard because I've been I'm pretty excited about today. A lot, a lot of energy for yeah, me. Hey, hey, I've been excited for this. I've been wanting to do this for like a week now. So, I guess I'll kick this off with the biggest thing that's on my mind right now is basically will we have a football season? Uh, about a month ago, I would say more than likely not. Now I'm leaning towards we're definitely having a season, but will we have a season with a full schedule? What is I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and I'll go and say that I think we'll have a season and I think we'll have probably 50% full opening game. Uh, probably going if there's another spike they'll go get away from the crowd, but I don't think that they will not have a football season. All right, go ahead, Mike. What do you think? I think we're gonna have a football season, like you said, 50% probably start off, and then just play by ear, week by week from there. Chris. So I've been on the other other side of that fence saying that I didn't know if we were going to have a football season. I think now they're going to have a football season, and especially in the SEC, the stadiums are going to be full from the outset. Uh, what now? I'm sorry. I think Go ahead. I, said, I, th- I think that they're going to have, in the SEC at least, okay. a full football season, okay. and they're going to have full stadiums. They're going to let in all the crowd. I, okay. <clears throat> so you're with, so you're in the crowd now that you think that they're gonna have full stadium. Now, yeah, I would go along with that, except I'm under the under the impression. I, I, I still think this, and I'm not someone that's that's I'm, I'm not a scientist nor anything. And I've always thought uh, that the COVID is very real because I've had friends that got sick, and I'm sure you have too. Or so we've all experienced yeah. someone that's been sick with it. Uh, so so it is real. I mean, it is kind of scary to think that a disease that started in China. Uh, it ended up in Kentucky, and someone in Louisville got it. I mean, that's that's yeah. insane to me. Uh, so I think there's going to be another spike. But even with another spike, I do not think they will cancel seasons no, I, because I of. And I think it simply comes down to money. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that's what it comes down to. These programs need that football revenue to uh, help all their other other uh, sports teams. Yeah. Uh, they're because uh, there's not there's very rare, and I've, I've read this before. And maybe I'm wrong. If you all have heard something different, please speak up. But it's very rare that a basketball program can support itself. Most basketball teams need support from others, uh, other other school or their other sports, mostly football. Uh, did you all hear the same thing? Because Kentucky's a self-sustained basketball. They need no help from any other sport. Right. And and that's why Kentucky basketball is, is the way it is. Yep. Uh, so that that so that plays in the factor too because that's how important football is to a lot of these programs. Uh, so you know, I, I I I I'm I don't want the kids to get sick. I'll stand by that, uh, and I think that's what's that's what's the key to me. Uh, but with that said, kids uh, kids are gonna play, and and then unfortunately, adults are gonna make them play. And as long as they're getting they're not getting sick, or or I guess very few are getting sick, they'll be okay with it. They'll keep going. Yeah. Now, do you all is anyone concerned with Alabama coming back with their players and getting and their guys getting sick. Anyone? Let me let me say this. Go ahead, let Chris. Me touch on the whole uh, money thing again. So I don't necessarily think it's to prop up other programs within a, a athletic department. I think it's mainly because, especially in the SEC, uh, it's an arms race. I think everybody since all this big money from TV deals has been coming coming through the pipe. Everybody's been on a spending spree. And in order to continue that spending spree and pay the bills from those spending sprees, they have to keep playing. They have to keep making that money. I don't think it has much to do with propping up other programs as much as it does that they just want to keep spending that money. 
I think that's a fair, that's a fair point. I, I think that's a that's a very valid point. I, I never never really thought about it that angle. I, I always go the angle of of it's for the school, but same time <laughs> these these schools have been taking advantage of these kids. Uh, uh, now I wouldn't say taking advantage of it because because there is I do believe in the fact that these schools do uh, put them in the spotlight and help them build their, their brand, yeah. build their brand. Uh, but with that said. Uh, when you're talking about billions, you're not talking about millions. You're talking about billions of dollars uh, being made off kids, and and I just I, I've never been a believer in that. Uh, but same time, uh, yeah, I, I never looked at it at that angle. So uh, that would make sense uh, to keep it going. Well uh, done, Chris. Yeah, well done. yeah, well done. Hey, <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, but but so but back to the Alabama thing. Is anyone concerned with those kids getting sick, or does this help the cause that these kids would get sick and then get better? I think it shows that kids are going to be kids no matter what. You're not going to be able to yeah. contain them. They're going to be around people that are sick. I mean, just look at the college spring breaks this year. They're yeah. like, oh, don't go anywhere. And I know I had a little cousin that went, thousands of them were in Daytona. Yeah, so, I mean, does that help yeah. or hurt, or do you think nothing? That means nothing. I, I'd honestly be interested in talking to somebody from uh, an athletics department and asking them, like, you all have had to have these discussions about what's a reasonable amount of positive tests because they have to be prepared for that. They have to have had these conversations within their athletic department saying like, yeah, there are going to be positive tests. How are we going to take care of it? There's got to be procedures in place already because they wouldn't have presented a plan to their conference without having a plan in place, a contingency plan uh, that's been approved by those athletic um, conferences. Sure. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's, I would hope that I've been saying that from the start that, that, uh, if they don't have a good solid plan down, let's not do, it shouldn't be one of those things. Let's play it as it comes. It should, you should have be prepared for, for that. I mean, you could, you could potentially have a whole, uh, team almost, uh, I guess quarantined. Yeah. Uh, and, and how are you going to play to that? Uh, but again, I, I, I do think the virus is real. I don't think it's going to go away. I think kids are going to get sick, uh, but it, it just depends. You just hope that it doesn't. No one gets sick and dies. You know, obviously. Right. Uh, but but if the season gets going. I don't see it ever getting canceled. Uh, now, one thing I did that, that I did think of today, and only because uh, Louisville has done it, or looking to do it, and West Kentucky has done it. The opening weekend is also now Derby Day. Do you all think there's any chance that UK moves their game? Western Kentucky moved their game up to Thursday now, and I believe Louisville has moved theirs. They want to move theirs up to Wednesday. Do you all think Kentucky moves their game? I don't, and here's why. I'm not 100 percent positive there's going to be fans at, at the Derby. True, but they're uh, going to want they've that. They've canceled Thunder. They've canceled Thunder. Yep. They've canceled uh, yep. all the Pegasus Prey, the Mini Marathon, all that stuff has been canceled. So with that said, that makes me think that they're not going to do it because they can still make their money. Off betting online, but how can you let I, that would be? Uh, you're you're going into dangerous territories. Uh, now, do I think do I think football uh, do I think hockey move or hockey horse racing horse racing moves the needle for anyone? <laughs> Not really. I think I think uh, football is what people give a shit about anymore. Yeah. But with that said, horse racing people that like to go to the derby, they're well, going to be bringing in millions of no, dollars. No, but they're going to be pissed off that that listen. You're going to be. You're going to let people in the football stadium, but you're not going to let people in the derby. Derby might be fifty percent again. Uh, if you're going to go, if you're going to go fifty percent for the derby, you're going to go fifty percent in the crowd. Do you all think it would be different? Do you think they'll let people into a football game, but not into the derby? 
that'd be a mess, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I could see it, and I could see, especially the SEC saying, like, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. But same time, I, I just I don't see full crowds there uh, for fall. But with that said, I, I do think there's going to be fans there. And I, and I actually do think Kentucky will consider moving it up. I don't know, but they have all these, these TV stuff, so they may not be able to. Uh, but we also may not be able. We may not be playing Eastern Michigan because because right. it depends on the states too. That's another thing you gotta calculate yeah. is what are the states gonna allow? Because Michigan has been hit hard by the COVID. Now, obviously, everyone's numbers are in decline now, but it doesn't mean they'll they don't they won't jump back up. Yeah, come fall. So, so I don't know. Like I said, at the end of the day, we are all in agreement that football season will go on. Yep. All right, on to my next beef. My beef is with SEC Network ranking the offensive line and putting Kentucky at third behind Tennessee. Now, does anyone see the rationale behind that? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever uh, heard. I know why they do it. All they do is look at the star rankings from past recruiting classes. That's that's all any of these go to the F word. That's all any of these friggin' uh, networks do. When you, got, when you have guys like uh, Cole Kubelik who actually look at um you know, the pro football focus and the actual hard data that shows who has the best offensive line and he comes out and says Kentucky has the best offensive line in the SEC. Like, Not only the okay. SEC, the country. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. say we look at pro football focus and I, and I think they're a very good website and what they do, we talked about this on this show before that, that they do have a very good system in place uh, that's pretty accurate and when you talk about three of our guys are in the top 30, you know, in the nation. In the nation. Kennard 12th, Jackson 18th, and Fortner 26th. That is – that right there, I mean, they're, they're, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't see how you can put them that's third. That's top five at least in the country, if not the best. And not to mention that, but Cole Cube, we be talking about that. He he ranked uh, our center number one. And probably the guy's yeah. going to win the, win the, the award this year yeah. for best center, right? So – yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't, uh, I don't, don't get, get it. it. I don't. Just don't give don't give any credence to what sites like that say because they don't do it based off of anything legitimate or verifiable. It's just, oh, here's my opinion because I looked at some fucking uh, recruiting rankings. See, I, I go the opposite way. They, they want Tennessee to be great, and I think that's why they they boost them up every year because <laughs> they want their fans to be excited. They want people to say, oh, Tennessee's back. But I still think, I still think that Tennessee, although they have some talent there and they they have a heck of a recruiting class, uh, I think what they've been hurting with is their lack of coaching has hurt them. Yep. Yeah, uh, and and that's they haven't found the coach to come lack in there. Of coaching and lack of discipline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that, that comes like the coaching. Like, I mean, the yeah. coaching uh, guys getting in trouble and stuff. I mean, I mean, you, that is like well documented. That a lot of his guys get in trouble. They arrest the kids for breaking the law. So. I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a, Jeremy Pruitt was so disgusted. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I think I think they put Tennessee up there just because oh they beat Kentucky last year, so they've got to be a better offensive line, which is totally not true. Kentucky was better than Tennessee three quarters of that game, but at the end of the day, it matters what scoreboard says when it hits zeros, right? So yep. uh, I, don't, I don't know why you have to do that. Every single podcast you have to bring up that game. Every single podcast, just stop. Because it pissed me off. Mike was there. Mike was there. No, Mike was there. Mike was there, and we were and we were we were bullying them. Mike was there. Oh yeah. And it was it was just a horrible night. Yeah. I, I was running my mouth the entire game, and we lost. So yeah. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. 
Stop it. Up bad memories. <laughs> but but it's a developed point. Like we gotta get over that we fucking gotta hill. Be down in Florida. Yes. Especially to we have been better than Florida past couple of past years. Yeah. But we've been significantly better than Tennessee, which I don't understand why we're not beating them the past four years straight. So but all right, well moving on from the next thing. Chris Oates is now in a rehab facility, so we're hoping that that he uh you know yeah. Gets better. It's we better. we don't we don't know what's going on. I don't want to speculate whatsoever. His family's asked for privacy, and for once in a, in a blue moon, people have actually respected yeah. that. <laughs> I'm surprised actually that they gotten this much privacy. Yeah, I mean, anything to say on the, the on his on his front, uh, Christopher? I mean, it's a it's a terrible situation. You never want, especially for young kids, but especially young kids who have such a bright future to possibly never, you know play the sport that they're so damn good at it's it's just heartbreaking um you know i don't know what else to say about that but it's it's awful and to look at it in an unemotional way to look at it in the football light like it's caused kentucky to have to move things around in terms of depth because that's somewhere inside linebacker where they're now thin because they lost somebody you know that was so crucial to their to their plans in the future and this year, where they're probably going to now have to rely on uh, uh, redshirt freshman Jared Casey at Louisville. Um, you know, he's a super talented kid and stuff like that. But is he ready to be thrown into the fire like that? We'll see. Well, so who's going to be his replacement? I mean, I think I think Jamin Davis, right? Jamin Davis and Square in the middle. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be your two. Uh, I think. It, but so they're they're thin now. Yes, oh, I agree. I know. I, well, yeah, whereas before, you know, we're running a four-man rotation yeah. at linebacker and middle linebacker. And now, like you said, Chris, we're down to three. I just, uh, yeah. it's unfortunate because we, we obviously had not an argument, but we had we had talked about who was the better um, pro prospect, and obviously he and we we talked with 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 uh, Freddie uh, Maggard too, where we talked about you know they both have potential, but potential, but but. With Oates, he has the body, and and it seems like yeah, someone that's like an NFL linebacker. Yeah, and we just hope that it's not something that's long term. And 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 you know, again, we don't know if he'll come back or, or he is going to come back. We have no idea what his injury is or what what kind of health issue he had. Uh, and again, we're not going to speculate too much. All we're going to say about that is we hope he gets better. Yeah, get well soon. Yeah, and we when, like I said, we'll we'll move on. And and uh, Chris already already knocked out one of the points I wanted to make was was who. Or we're going to rely on besides Davis to help out that spot. I mean, it, you're exactly right. We are thin there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Jared Casey and uh, Mark. Not, yeah, Marquez Bembry. I just it sucks, but at the same time, I think I think the linebackers are a well coached group, and I think they'll they'll be fine. I was I was thinking last year, you know, when we lost to Valte Robinson, it was the end of the world, but. It's it's sometimes well, with these things. Secondary stepped up and was the best sure. in the country. And sometimes with these things, it's not to sound insensitive, but it, but insensitive, but uh, it's next man up almost when something like that happens. You got to play play uh, you know play with play him on your game. mind. Yeah, yeah, and you know play yeah. for him and and uh, another opportunity. Sure. And 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 Michael sat here and said that he thinks Davis is the next greatest thing. And, I, and I, honestly, the the things that I saw last year, nothing against Cash. I thought uh, I thought towards the end there. Uh, he was taking cash was taking minutes away from him, and I thought he he looked great when he was in there. Um, but again, I'm not taking anything from cash. I thought cash was fine, but but I thought Davis was the one that was looking the best down the stretch. 
Yeah, he really stepped uh, it up. As far as those minutes go, and of course we have Square and we had Oates that were playing fantastic as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what these guys can do, and I'm excited to see Davis obviously full time. Uh, so, anyways, moving on to the next point, uh, we're all kind of getting excited about the season and and everything moving forward. Uh, looking at our schedule, do we all feel feel like this could be the year that we move on and take the next step? I think it's possible. I mean, I've been saying this though since Joker, but I think it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do like uh, when I start breaking down the schedule, looking at it. Um, I like the fact that we play Florida. I don't I don't like the fact that we play Florida Gainesville, but I like we play Florida early. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, Stoops has had his number. It feels like even though we've lost so much to Florida and lost to, to Dan Mullins, but Dan Mullins always seems to have the better team. Um, but Kentucky just seems to, to or well, I should say Dan Mullins has more talent, but Kentucky seems to always have the better game, game except they can't finish. They can't finish the game. Just the one year, yeah. And, and it was, I mean, just we talk about the ones where he didn't, didn't cover on a punt. I mean, you know, twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, for touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you have random flukes, like no calling the delay of game. Yeah. I mean, just random shit, a random oh, holding yeah. call. I mean, but I don't scare – it doesn't scare me as much to uh, to go down to Gainesville as it used to be. No, I feel like we no. played better against them in Gainesville for some reason. Well, I think Stoops – Stoops also is very good on chip on the shoulder. I mean, look at all this six and six talk, seven and five talk. That kind of stuff is that – just, that just helps him out oh, in the yeah. locker room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, you heard – I saw an interview with, with Pascal, and he, he was talking about, like, just boils, boils his blood to see people say 6-6 six and six for Kentucky. That's crazy. It really is. Uh, I don't know. Chris, what well, do you think? Here's, here's another, like – and we've talked about this a little bit before on past podcast, But, like you just said, it, it's, it's pretty crucial that Kentucky's going to be playing Florida at Florida early in the season – especially with all of what's been going on with the virus and the late start and the fact that Kentucky has such an underdog chip on their shoulder, veteran led team with so much talented depth playing a team like Florida that has lost a lot on both sides of the ball uh, from last year, they're not going to be hitting their stride until later on in the season. So for Kentucky to catch them early in the season with Kentucky being so talented and deep, like that's going to be huge. That's the game that's going to make or break the season. I mean, I'm mean, serious. That's the game that's going to make or break this season. To mm, me, I think the Auburn game is going to be huge. No, but I think if they beat Florida, I think then you go on a run. You're looking to go into what Auburn, what six and zero, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's that's a big time. I think again, you can't you can't lose because I think Florida will lose to to LSU or Georgia. They'll lose to one of them. So, but if you get Florida early. And you happen to lose to an Auburn at away or Georgia at home, you still got a shot to get the East. Right. Uh, so I think this Florida is just one of those games you got to get early, and that'll make your season uh, feel a lot better. Oh yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I definitely think the uh, schedule is lining up for us. I, I think Auburn's not as good. Uh, with I think I think it's a tough place to go play. But I don't think Auburn's as good as they were last year. They lost uh, a lot, especially on the line, which they had a lot of people yeah. get drafted. Yeah. Uh, Auburn was a really good team last year, especially on defense. Yeah, uh, you got like I said, obviously South Carolina's garbage. Uh, <laughs> Missouri, Vandy, those are here's some wins right garbage. there. 
Georgia's lost a lot, Garbage. and and I think people like people like Georgia, uh, this they're going to hurt the most for not having spring practice because they're so like regrouping every year, you know, like whatever oh, yeah. re up re upping every yeah, year, especially this year. Yeah, Man, so <laughs> Georgia has uh, probably the second most talent in the SEC uh, next to Alabama, if not more. Yeah, because and, they've had more uh, five stars, but still, it still doesn't mean that they're, they're they don't have a lot of experience within their playing you know what i'm saying but they also just got a, a graduate transfer quarterback who was really good if you watched him at wake forest he was damn good and he's gonna make that offense in my opinion much better than they were with jake Fromm. they were one-dimensional with jake Fromm because every freaking pass he threw was like a duck i forgot um, they grabbed that kid from like forest Chris. that's a good point that, that is a very good point he's pretty damn good jake yeah. Fromm's a terrible terrible yeah garbage <laughs> terrible um I think I, I do think Tennessee will be significantly better this year. Uh, I do think. Uh, I'll believe that shit when I see it. Well, yeah. I think they're. I think, I think they were young. Their they were coaching young staff year. is. They have they have retread coaches from Kentucky. Kentucky didn't want those coaches anymore, so Tennessee takes them eventually. And I think their head coach is a dumb asshole. So I, think, I think he is too. I think we'll he's a see, dipshit. We'll see about fucking Tennessee and how good they are. I think he's a dipshit. No, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. <laughs> if, if you're nice on the list uh, of coaches to finally take the Tennessee job, like, sorry, you're not that special. That's true. And uh, fuck Phil Fulmer. Yeah, that dude's yeah. a clown. That dude is a clown. That's the only guy that didn't want to have a football season. So yeah. it's just, just don't He's ever forget that. That way he can say they're undefeated. That dude's, a, that dude's an idiot. The way he got his job, too, was, was bullshit. Bullshit, too. Shady, shady ass stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was subversive. Well, regardless, I never liked Philip Vollmer. He's an asshole. So I think I definitely think Jeremy Pruitt's an asshole, and he's showing that on recruiting trails over yeah. and over again. Him and his staff both. Uh, so, but again, they they have had the, I guess per se, last laugh couple of year last yeah. couple of years. So that's fine. Fuck them. We'll get them this year. Yep. <laughs> so we did find out today that we have an All American. So uh, as of right now, we have one All American. No surprise, right? Max Duffy yeah. is the best punter in the in the country. Uh, maybe not the most traditional punter, but he does what he does is is helps our defense he out significantly. The ball inside the twenty every single time, and that's like. all you want. That is all you want. Uh, there's no surprise there. I mean, he won, he won best punter of the year last year, so yeah. <laughs> this is no surprise that he's going to be all American across the board. Yeah, uh, probably win best punter again. Probably. Yeah, and Drake Jackson's going to be all American by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is like. Well, Jake Jackson's probably going to be an All-American at the preseason. Yeah, I mean, he should I, be. I would think so. Darian Kennard. Yeah, Kennard. Yeah. I think there's going to be a couple on there. But they'll still pick us 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, <laughs> they'll pick us 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> Jamie Davis will be All-American by the end of the year. I think Boogie Watson's got a chance to get <laughs> I think I think Boogie's got a chance to get on the all does have a good chance, actually. He's going to be first-team SEC. I know that. So He had uh, just as many quarterback hurries last year as Josh Allen did his senior year. So That's incredible. I mean, it is. No, it, it's it, underrated. Underrated. Yeah. He's always been underrated. Yeah, he has. I, I love Boogie. I've always picked Boogie. Yeah, no, he's my defensive player of the game. I think it's going to be. I think it's. He's in, he's due for a huge year. I mean, yeah. he's definitely unappreciated. Just because he doesn't get the sack every time doesn't mean how his importance for the defense. Oh yeah. And Max Duffy is probably the most important person for the defense because he does pin guys he's down. Puts them in bad spots. Yes, and and that that's Dude. unsaid. Go ahead. Max Duffy's uh, net punt last year was forty four point six. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a huge weapon to have. 
And especially with the way our offense is set up, you know, just control clock and pin the defense back, field position battles. He's a huge weapon for us last year. Yeah. I mean, he's, I'd credit him for all nine wins almost. Yeah. Just, I mean, he always put people in bad spots. Yep. He's the perfect complement to what the offense has been under Stoops. Exactly. Agreed. Three yards and a crowd the, the whole The whole team. I mean, even defense has played, you know, hard-nosed football. And, you know, you put the offense on the 10-yard line every time, they're going to make bad plays and mistakes and yep. get more predictable. It's, yeah, you get short fields. That, that's, that's the big thing. You get short fields yeah. when you get all that stuff. And, I, and you know, <clears throat> with our defense being as good and experienced next year, especially – like I said, defensive backs. My God, I mean, you, looking across here, like it's gonna be a no fly zone. That's the thing is, man. It's like an embarrassment of riches, man. I know, and you're yeah. like, you're looking at, you're getting Devontae Robinson back. Who beginning of this time last year, we were saying he's the best player. I mean, you're looking at the defensive backs coming back, and you're like, man, where's Devontae Robinson gonna play? Right. <laughs> I mean, you, not, not saying that. Well, that you have he, to get from LSU saying he's the best cornerback in the country. He's yeah. Prove it this year. I mean, oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm I think, so excited. I think it's. I mean, it's incredible to see yeah. the, the amount of talent that's come here. And, and, and then you throw, the a transformation. Boog, you throw a boogie and Pascal putting some pass rushing on. There's going to be a shit ton of interceptions this year. Experienced defensive line, too. Go ahead, Chris. Just th- think, about the, uh, think about the young talent that contributed last year that weren't even supposed to contribute, really. Like Taj Dodson, before he got yeah. hurt, he was kicking ass. Jamari Brown, he, he had a couple bad games. But by and large, he was doing really well. Yeah, there's a game great for, experience. For Kelvin Joseph to come in and only play one year of college football and he didn't even play that many games at LSU, but he's that talented. For him to come in and unseat uh, Cedric Dort as a starter, it's like, whoa. How, yeah, like how good is this? This dude's <laughs> legit. Yeah, another, another dude that's really good too, Dort. And, I, and you know, Devin Shower too, right? Devin Shower, yeah. So, I mean, there's this man. Worker, I mean, yeah. It's... We're going to be good back there for a long time. It's like the offensive line. I mean, you're going to have a good offensive line for years to come, and that's how you build a program. Oh, yeah. And sustain success. Uh, just up front, and, 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 and it all depends. The season for me depends on, one, can we find a wide receiver to do whatever, to, to, to do something, get that, get Bell Terry out. Because it seems like these receivers come out of nowhere uh, yeah. a lot of times, and, and they end up having big seasons. We need a couple of those. Will it be Ali? I don't know. I hope uh, so. He deserves it. I like the kid. I do too. Uh, but it, it, time will tell. Obviously, we got to see what Terry looks like on his feet because Terry's game, a lot of his game is running around with his legs. When we beat Florida, it was because of his legs. Yeah. More so than – I mean, obviously, he threw, he threw some great balls. Yeah, absolutely. But he made some plays with his legs that he got his build us out. One that was outstanding. Yeah. That fake toss to Benny. Right. I, I, watch, I don't know about you all, but I see those highlight videos on Facebook and stuff all the time. I watch them constantly. I'll tell you which one I watched. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you which one I watched here recently. Why the fuck did Penn State go for a fake punt inside so the own 40? So dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, I was. James Franklin's an asshole and. He doesn't respect us. Or Steve called him on it. Yeah. Or Steve called him an asshole. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. You know what my favorite part about that fake punt was? If you watch it, they pan over to Stoops' face and he's just screaming, let's fucking go! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, want, I want to talk about something just briefly that drives, it drives me crazy. I've been seeing it a lot when people, especially on Twitter, uh, talk about... Cesspool. Cesspool. Twitter cesspool. Cesspool. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Twitter but it's a cesspool. <laughs> it's the worst of humanity. It is. Uh, but I see a lot of people when they're talking about Kentucky's 
upcoming season, they say, well, you know, we just need to find a quarterback that can stay healthy. I'm sorry, but Terry Wilson had one fucking injury in his time at Kentucky. So what are, you, what are we talking about? Stay healthy. Right. You know, people people get hurt. I mean, and his and his injury was more so the way he was tackled, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. He's just running down the like when you see someone running down the anybody's knee out like yeah. That. I, I mean, mean, like when someone's running down the field and all of a sudden their knee gives out, you're like, oh man, you know what's the problem there? He got pulled from behind. Yeah. And buckled his knee. Uh, I mean, shit. Anybody's knee would busted. Like sure. Doing that. Sure, and that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can he be considered injury prone now? I, I just I don't get the thought process behind that. I don't either. But, it, but it's Twitter, man. Like, if you ever seen that episode of American Dad where they're on, where they're in Armageddon, like it's Armageddon and all that stuff. You ever seen that episode? Yeah. Where it's just like he's he's like walking around a wasteland of all these shithead people. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, you know, people are are hurting each other back back and forth and all that stuff. That's what Twitter's like. So you got to kind of kind of weave your way around the trash to, <laughs> to get good information. But it is good information, and there is some stuff. You get players more personal with players, stuff like that. So Twitter does serve its purpose. But I don't. I try not to read too much into Twitter. I mean, I had a guy from fucking South Carolina say, "Uh, why do you think you're going to beat us this year?" Shit, I don't think Kentucky has no shot against South Carolina, bro. Okay, you beat us last year, but year the the five or six years previous to that, five years in a row. Yeah. So, so please, please enlighten me. <laughs> you hadn't beaten. Like, what, 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 why the fuck do you think you're going to beat Kentucky this year? I know, and then I made fun of him because I said the last before this year, before last year, I mean, y'all hadn't beaten us since Spurrier was your coach. Let's put that in perspective. <laughs> Spurrier was your coach. Okay, you they haven't beat us in Lexington since Spurrier was their fucking coach. Let's put that in perspective too. So don't think you're just gonna walk into fucking Lexington and do what you did against us last year because I, I almost I would almost put my life savings on it if Lynn Bowden played that full game, that yeah. would have been different. Yeah. Maybe not have won, but it would have been a lot closer of a game. But but simply South Carolina yeah. simply punched him in the mouth and and again, they should be hating on us because if we would have beat him right there, Will Mestramp would have been fired after that game. Yeah. He's going to be fired at the UK game this year because I don't think they'll beat Missouri before they play Kentucky. No. Nope. Well, I think we'll beat them pretty easily this year. Yeah, I, I don't think they're that good. But but Chris is, and I, and I will say this, their quarterback down the stretch was very, very, very impressive. It is, but our secondary this year, our secondary is really, really, really good this year. Agreed. And I think okay, we're gonna... so I, I, I brought this up on uh, a message board when people were talking about our secondary. And this is just playing devil's advocate. So, we all watched the Virginia Tech game last year, and Virginia Tech wasn't this explosive offense. They have a really good offensive mind in uh, Justin Fuente, their head coach. But they don't have, like, a whole lot of offensive talent like they used to back in the Beamer Ball days. However, is it just a one-off that Kentucky's secondary got shredded, by and large, that ma- the majority of that game, or is that really who the secondary was where Virginia Tech saw something in that secondary where they could just dink and duck Kentucky down the field because they weren't, like, hitting us on deep passes. They were just killing us in zones. All right, I'll, so I'll is, go ahead. We're going to be playing uh, better passing teams this year than we did last year. Is our secondary going to get tested and fail? Like, they kind of did in the Virginia Tech game. They ended up stepping up, but... It didn't look good there for a while. I'll address this with two different parts. One, I do think Kentucky's numbers were very good last year because we didn't play a very good quarterback 
at, at, at all. Yeah. I mean, you get the second half of uh, a Florida's quarterback that came in. He played a lot better, obviously. Had some success on the stretch, and they ended up beating us. Uh, but I don't think Kentucky played any quarterback that was – if Kentucky would have played Joe Burrows, what do you all think would have happened? I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard yeah. to tell because we didn't play a quarterback that was talented like him or a talent like Tua or even, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks that, that, that we never saw it. Uh, Kentucky, the, the East, SEC East, simply does not have a quarterback that is worthy of Tua or worthy of Joe Burrows or worthy, you know, people could throw Jake Fromm up there. If Jake Fromm played in that fucking game, we would have bullied him. If, they would have, if it wasn't raining, I mean, if it wasn't yeah. raining and we actually played, he actually played his game. Uh, so I will tell you, I think the numbers were, were better because of that fact. Uh, but with that said, I think that the Virginia Tech game is more an indication of why the fuck do we wait a month to play bowl games than anything else. Yeah, I mean, and you got a lot of distractions going on with the shit-talking players. I don't know. Just I, I hate the fact that that they they go. I love the bowl games. They have gotten better the last couple of years. I, we and Mike watch most of them because we're yeah. betting them, so yeah, exactly. it makes it a lot better. Uh, now before that, I didn't watch. Uh, you know, I watched ours and maybe a few here. And yeah, there. I didn't watch Big Boy Mowers bowl game. I, sorry, I just <laughs> don't really care. Uh, but now I do care because we we play a, a couple of things that that makes it more fun to actually watch them and actually I get behind, I get excited in them. Yeah. I watched every single, almost every single one of them. Except there's one game we're watching and Nick was cheering for the wrong team. Yeah, we ended up winning, though, because I thought yeah. we lost. Nick calls me all mad. I'm like, what are you upset about, dude? We just covered. He's like, no shit. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, the bowl games are better. But I hate that they wait a month. Man, that's just because the kids in a month, you get a lot of kids, like, you get a lot of kids. I'm not saying Josh Allen was like this, but you get kids like Josh Allen that this game means nothing to them. Now, it meant something to Josh Allen because he loved Kentucky. It meant something to Lynn Bowden because he loved Kentucky. Uh, and and that's, that's a credit to Stoops and keeping his guys, uh, you know, always focused. focused yeah. Always focused. Absolutely. But a lot of these guys, when you see – like when I see – oh, uh, I think it was a few – the year that uh, Louisville like – Leonard Fournette at LSU, he skipped yeah. the bowl game. And- yeah, but you get like guys like – but you get games like – like uh, Louisville, Florida, with when they had uh, Strong there, like, oh, we beat Florida. Florida didn't want to fucking be in that game. Florida was pissed they weren't in the national championship. That's right. Like, I mean, you get teams that just don't give a shit. And I'm not saying that 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 all oh, that that's not indication. That's that's the coaching. Absolutely, I agree with you on that. But that doesn't mean they're good. Minnesota plays Auburn again during the regular season. Auburn beats the shit out of them. Okay. Yeah, when Auburn thinks they now, I think Minnesota had a very good year last year and had a very good defense and good coaching. But Auburn, Minnesota, that's not on a bowl game. Auburn beats the shit out of them, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, but these, you know, I think that's more education there. But I think you bring up a valid point there. Uh, this year you're going to be playing, uh, particularly with Mississippi State, you're going to be playing a, an offense, offensive that's mind a, that's going to throw the shit out yeah, of them. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, and Florida, obviously, Dan Mullen's a hell of a coach. I will always say that. Um, and they're going to they're gonna be better. There's going to be a lot of people passing the ball more. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I think I think you're talking about – you're worried about South Carolina. I think that's a valid point, too. I think they got a good quarterback. I think yeah. it's a – The Hillenski kid's not bad. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be – Go ahead. Kyle Trask and Jarrett Guar- Guarantano uh, come in out of nowhere and just start eating our asses on seven-yard passes throughout the second half. Uh, that worries me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you had a valid point, man. I think, I think uh, 
I think we're so deep in the secondary. I think a lot of it was. I mean, I don't have anything in front of me here, but I think we ran a lot of zone coverage last year. Do you, Nick? Do you recall? Well, I think I think they run zone think, coverage, but I think that's that Stoops does run. Everyone runs zone coverage. Zone, yeah. I, I hate when people say. Uh, don't oh they keep running we had an idiot on here that would yeah. say oh they stop running zone coverage everyone runs zone coverage now yeah. what you need to do it's yeah. it's it's at the line it's about it's about yeah. see stoops stoops but, corners are physical yeah but what i'm getting at here is i think we're so deep in the secondary i think we're gonna run a shit ton of man-to-man the other thing about stoops is stoops defense the reason he can play zone because one like i said they're very very physical at the line that's yeah. why he gets those six four, two hundred pound corners because oh, he, he wants to be physical. Right the ball. I mean, and he and he doesn't. He never has corners or safeties let stuff go over top of him. Very, very yeah. rarely. And the reason that happens is because they're so tall. And 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 that's and he and people may not want to admit this, but he is ushering the new cornerback. Yeah, and you know the yeah. other thing about that kind of zone style, everybody runs it, but it's less likely to get a pass interference call. Because they are quick to throw the flag now on passing interference. Yeah, of course. But see, the, the reason his defense is, his corners particularly, do so well is is your corner when your corners are 210, 220, 6'2", and you're going against a, a wide receiver that's 180 pounds, that wears on a wide receiver by the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, and and that is that is what's making this defense, or particularly in the secondary, a lot better than they have been because he is ushering the new defense. You can't... Since penalties are what they are now, uh, you gotta get that. You gotta be physical at the line, and and then you know, yeah. hope that the guy doesn't get a get a you know footing and yeah. gets gets off. But but I, I agree with you, Chris. I think that was something that the value, very valid point to bring up. Uh, you know, I mean, anything else you want to say about that? No, it's, again, I was just playing devil's advocate. Those are things that stood out to me. Where you know, you get excited about the secondary, but you look at the times where we did play at least decent quarterbacks and it's kind of like uh, was that because they were they weren't prepared for a backup quarterback to come in and for them to for the offenses to change schemes on Kentucky in the in the middle of the game and it was just kind of like shit I don't know what to run um or was it the secondary showing their true colors I don't know there were a lot of new guys in the secondary so that could have really affected them and you know they weren't able to showcase their talent because their heads were spinning because of this new scheme that they hadn't prepared for all week. I'm sure it was a collection of things, but it, it is something to look for. And I think the fact that, uh, you know, we do have so many guys who got a lot of valuable experience last year. We got uh, a dynamic number one DB and Kelvin Joseph coming in. Um, I think those problems will be rectified. And I think Klinkscale and Coach Stoops will be a lot more confident with the defense and, you know, taking more risks. Uh, in terms of letting our, you know, big defensive ends and outside linebackers blitz a little bit more. But, you know, we'll see if that translates to t- turnovers or, you know, deep passes getting uh, getting completed. We'll see. Well, the last thing I will say on that is, is you know, the Louisville game, they actually – Louisville did throw the ball on us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, you do – like, your point is – more I think about it, your point is making more and more sense – and, and it was a downpour, obviously. And obviously, we all know what happened in the Louisville game. Fuck, Lynn Bowden's still running yeah. on them. And but same time, I mean, they did they did have some success in the, in first, the first half throwing it. I mean, they yeah. did. And the second half, we really shut down. We had an interception, I believe, in the second half. Or yeah, because yeah, because Jordan uh, Griffin got, yeah, got, an got an interception, and I think yeah. someone else got one. But but same time, I mean, that's I mean, there was. And in all fairness to Louisville, that Atwell kid, 
Oh, yeah, Tutu Atwell was caught the touchdown pass so as a stud. Yeah, he's he's very good, very good football player. Yeah, I mean they they got some working in Louisville, but they're not anywhere near Kentucky level level yet. But yeah. and <clears throat> I guess the the one last thing I'm gonna bring up for tonight's show is obviously we saw the stuff with Lynn. I'm not gonna speculate it. We all see the pictures. No one was arrested. No idea what's going on with it. Uh, but this acknowledge it. But uh, the one thing that scares me with Lynn is is his past needs to stay his past and he needs to get to Vegas and get his deal signed because you can't yeah. be caught up with this shit, man. Uh, we all like Lynn Bowden. Yeah. He, he, like, he was great for the best. One of my favorite players of all he's time. He's a great success story. Uh, and you just, you hate to see him caught up or it's associated with people like that. Not saying he did anything, but associated with that. And uh, just, just I, I hope he, he get does better. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Chris, you got anything to say on that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's clear that that was his grandmother's house. He wasn't at the house. The the officers had never had any interaction with him in their time, um, you know, scoping out that house and dealing with the people inside. So, you know, you can't really pin it on Lynn. It's just, is, is it because he's guilty by association and that's just the way the media and people work now or what? You know, he didn't have anything to do with it, so. Yeah, but I think it's always, it's always an uptick when you see, you're not, you're not seeing... Youngstown police there you're seeing DEA and yeah. US Marshals which that yeah, enhances yeah. it that's it that enhances it uh, but like I said hopefully he can get to Vegas get a deal signed and you know everyone across his boards his agent they did what they were supposed to do and they they uh, you know they backed him said so you know that they did their research I'm sure talked to him I'm sure and uh, seems like they all believe him and that's fine so uh, that is going to be probably the last thing I say about that yeah. Unless obviously he goes to jail, uh, but as of right now, I, his his mother posted everything that you know. There's nothing nothing there as of right now that right. we all obviously uh, we just we hope Lynn the best because he did so much for this program, especially last year. Without him last year, I don't think the excitement for this year would be there. I agree. So uh, that's that's basically all I gotta say about about him on that. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting excited, excited for this uh, for this up, up, upcoming couple of weeks. We have some big guests going to be coming on here. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you want to run oh, down yeah. some of the guests we got going on? So we don't have an exact time frame for, for a couple of them, but uh, they have agreed to come on the show. Uh, they're excited about coming on the show. Next week we will have former wide receiver DeMario Ford um, from the Andre Woodson days. We'll have uh, Jeremy Jarman coming on. A short while after uh, next week, maybe personal. Two weeks from then. One of my personal favorites, Jeremy yeah. Jarman. I loved watching him play. Oh, Great oh, football yeah. player. It was. I remember he was. He was so damn good. Um, his sophomore and junior year, and then he was poised to have a big senior year. Kentucky was poised to have a big uh, year. His senior year, and then in that off season, he got hemmed up on some bullshit. Bullshit. Where they said yeah. he was taking PEDs or something like that and yep. suspended him for the whole year. It was yep. terrible. And what a what a horrible way to end your career, especially when he was just like this unknown dude who came in. He had long arms, a quick first step, and he just abused tackles in the SEC. And he's he's going to come on the show. Uh, and then uh, SEC analyst, uh, one of our favorites uh, in all of college football, and he's quickly becoming a big name in, in college football, is uh, Cole Kublik. From, from the SEC who seems to really love Kentucky and what they've been doing. And he's a guy who leans on actual verifiable data 
And uh, that's, that's why he's always been in Mark Stoops' corner. And the way Mark Stoops runs his program, Cole's always been a big fan of that, and he's always made it known. We reached out to him. He said he would love to come on. So we're going to schedule him, and he'll be on, and we'll have some good stuff for you on those shows. I just can't. I can't wait. We have a hell of a lineups, man. We got yeah. went out here. Uh, obviously, JD Hall, who's you know a regular on our show, obviously helps out with all of our stuff because uh, we're all kind of a team. And uh, he went out and got a couple of these guys, and 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 you know, uh, with Jarman, he's a he's not only was a obviously we all know about his last season, like Chris has said, but he's also seems to be an excellent person and is someone that's working on the front line when it comes to COVID. Uh, yeah. And it's something someone someone that's uh, probably a little bit unappreciated. Uh, appreciate it, but uh, but at the same time, he's he's someone that's on the front lines and someone I'd like to talk to and find out more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, he's one of the greats for Kentucky. Absolutely, <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, very very excited. Uh, anyone else got anything to cap out? Anything you want to get off your mind, Mike, about Kentucky football? No, I'm good. Chris, anything? Anything on Zion? A little Zion touch? Uh, oh Jesus, <laughs> man! I can't wait for that ship to come crashing down. <laughs> that bullshit. Actually, I do have one little uh, tidbit about Kentucky's running backs. Um, it's kind of been talked about a little bit. It was talked about during the season last year uh, as maybe a possibility because he wasn't performing as well in the second half of the season. But Cavassi Smoke, I guess, has an issue with migraines. And that's the reason why we didn't see him get as many carries uh, in the second half of the year as he was in the first half of the year. So that'll be something interesting to watch going forward to see if he uh, and the medical staff at UK can figure out a way to uh, mitigate those migraines before the game and throughout the season. Uh, Otherwise, Kentucky's going to have to lean heavy on Chris Rodriguez, um, AJ Rose, and Travis Tisdale, and maybe a couple of the freshman backs. Also... It does look like Torrance Davis, who was supposed to be a part of this signing class out of Ohio, uh, is going to wind up at Kentucky. That's awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. So we'll see what shakes out with that. That's not a guarantee yet, but that that's kind of coming out of left field recently. Um, it, if you look at his Instagram and his Twitter and stuff like that, he's all Kentucky, and he's been posting a lot more about, you know, he's going to join his brother soon and all that kind of stuff, uh, which indicates that he may have done everything he needed to do in the coaching staff's eyes in order to get the nod uh, to be a be a wildcat. Well, um, the one thing that does give me concern with Cavassier, and you did bring up a good point, is with his with his migraines. Because the one great player I can always remember had major migraines all the time. He played for Florida. That's uh, Percy Harvin. Uh, and and it killed his with, career. Yeah, you don't want to mess with anything head though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's just dangerous, right there. I mean, Percy Harvin was 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 due to one of the fastest guys I've oh ever my seen. God, that dude was on real. Uh, I mean, he made was. Tebow look really good. Uh, yeah. But but uh, yeah, his career ended abruptly, really, because he just simply could not shake those yeah. migraines. Uh, you know, that, that's something that is concerning. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we'll we've all played football, and we always go out there with headaches and stuff like that. But. Uh, you know, we start playing big boy football. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference between that. especially especially when you're playing a, a position where you constantly get hit. Percy Harvin wasn't playing a position where you got hit every freaking play. Right. Uh, but running back, every time you're in the yeah, game, you're taking a hit. You take a hit, yeah, either course. blocking or running the ball. Of course, uh, that's well, especially how physical Kentucky's offense is with you know how how often we use the running back, and then 
Smoke is really relied upon when he's in there. He and Rodriguez to pass block. They're both really good pass blockers, and um, he uh, he did a good job of that. And you know, if he can't get out there and be 100% physical, and it's something that he's going to have to be thinking about all the time, like that that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it's a pretty, pretty good show tonight. Yeah. Glad we're back. Good uh, job, everybody. Yeah, good job, everybody. I'm really looking forward to our guests coming up. Uh, yeah. Chris already said Ford's going to be on next week. Uh, try to get these other guys scheduled so we'll kind of get a schedule together here. Uh, but I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. Go Cats. <laughs>